You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. TGIF or now like our new thing is, or whatever day it is, if it's five o'clock where you're at, have a cocktail. Happy Friday. We're here with your weekly recap and we are so excited to dive right in to the ladies of Jersey. I think I'm more excited than Melissa Gorga on a swan thinking about her Instagram photo that she's going to post later. I was dying at Jennifer's comment because it's so funny. And we posted a meme about this, you know, saying tag, you know, basically there's a friend and every friend group, there's a Melissa and there's usually someone who loves, you know, feels themselves. And here's the thing, like we're all about, I've seen a couple of the comments internet and we're all about (laughs) body positivity. It was lighthearted. I guess um, Melissa looks great. Yes. She has a rock and bod, but I mean, she kind of into herself and you have to poke fun at it. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're saying it's a bad thing to love yourself or just like, she really loves herself more than most. I will leave it at that. Jennifer though. I mean, I'm loving Jennifer this season. She just killed it the whole episode, but that part where she was like, who looks better? Me or the swan, be honest. It's me. Right. Like I just, the way she's, you know what? She said she's a comedian and now I believe it. Jennifer, you're (laughs) you're finally on board. (laughs) And I love the way she approached Melissa about the whole thing with the real estate agent and like the money she made sure all the other women were gone. She kind of left it as like the way she approached it from the start, like opening it up. Like this was brought to me. I just wanted to tell you, I just thought she did such a good job. Like typically in housewives, you know, history, people will bring this up in a big group. So then the person feels like now, you know, something's being aired like dirty laundry to the whole group or they get defensive. And I thought Melissa did a really good job. She's like, I don't kill the messenger. Thanks for telling me let's go inside. Like it was, I don't know. I I really liked that moment. It was a good approach and it kind of makes me wonder if Melissa is starting to get a little nervous about, you know, her next couple seasons because the joke in the Bravo community, as you all know, listening is that Melissa has zero storyline. So maybe she took it so well because she has nothing else to talk about. I mean, what we thought was going to be the storyline, which was like her potentially cheating, we found out was a big prank. So right now I'm thinking... She doesn't have much, although there was still that one part in the preview where she said she's walking away and she goes, it was all a dream until it wasn't. And like, just like throws her arms up in the air. I don't think that's directed at her husband, but maybe that will be her storyline. I don't, I'm thinking Melissa needs to be a friend of 
Yeah. I think she would be a lot more likable as a friend of, I think where the producers get tricky is Joey. I think they love Joey and because of her husband, that's why she's still a main cast member. The men of New Jersey. I don't want to say carry the show because I love these women, but they, they are so strong. The women are so strong. I think this is why Jersey is some people's favorite franchise. And I think it's one that consistently as far as fan reception and ratings season over season, it does well. Like even when Melissa has her fake storyline, there's so many other things going on that it's not like, you know, Lucy, Lucy Applegate, that it just drags the whole season down. Like Jersey with the men and women, it just elevates them to a different tier. A thousand percent. What did you think about Marge and Jackie talking? I was impressed with Marge being honest with her opinion, like opinions and advice. I mean, I really do feel like Jackie just needs to, as, as Sutton once said, let the mouse go. (laughs) It is a, don't get me wrong. This is a hurtful thing. And I, it's a hurtful thing to be said. And I would be really upset, but I feel like the more attention you give to it, the more it makes it feel like there's something else going on that makes you feel like there could be maybe truth to it. Like the, I mean, I feel like if you kind of have the attitude as like, okay, whatever, like roll off your back, then people will stop chirping about it. But the more you keep talking about it, the more people are going to get upset about it or not upset, but the more they're going to assume there's truth to it. You're giving it life. Yeah. I think if you, as with anything, as we, and we learned this uh, when talking with Megan from Toddler Shop, you know, if if something gets a big reaction, positive or negative, that's what, like, well, that's what people are going to remember. And that's what like, you know, drives like behavior. So if Jackie keeps giving this a big reaction, it almost is fuel for, for fire for Teresa to keep bringing it up or for somebody else to bring it up if they really want to like create a little bit of like a fight or drama with Jackie. If she acts like it doesn't bother her, it becomes nothing. It might not even have really been much of the show. If she would have just been like, that's so ridiculous. I'm not even going to like respond to it or give it any thought. And I'm not saying I think it's not that I'm not saying I think the rumor's true because of that. I just think she's giving it more life. She's not doing herself any favors. No, like just let it go. Let it go and let the curtain bangs go too while you're at it, sis, because I'm not feeling those, but I usually love your look and I've seen you've updated it since, but I'm glad the curtain bangs. (laughs) Those were terrible. I almost was like, oh, that's weird. Is it just the humidity? Because it curled weird. Like the rest of her hair wasn't curling like that. Oh, but anyway. Curtain. So Evan has another party, which I was a little confused by. I mean, I know why, because the rumor tainted that first party, even though she didn't know about the rumor at the other party. But I was also like, how how long are we going to be celebrating Evan's birthday? And like for dudes, I feel like dudes really don't care. It's almost more, I think I would like, I get why. I think I would have just been like, hey, I'm even though we had a great time, I hate that that's the memory. So let's just all get together. Like, I don't think it has to be his birthday again, but you know, it's always an excuse to to gather everyone. And I thought it was kind of funny though, as like people were arriving, she even like asked the guys to say something to Evan. Like, will you tell him that you don't think it's true? It's like, okay, well, I dudes don't talk about this stuff anyway. No, they don't. And it, again, it just makes it more awkward and makes it feel like there's truth to it. I don't know. It's just, it's a little suspect. And you guys know, we love Jackie and 
I, I mean, I'm, I want to help her from my, like watching through the TV screen. I want to be like, no, Jackie, just let it go. But I don't know. I will say I was impressed because, you know, she was kind of taking a stance before that, like Teresa was a hundred percent in the wrong and she's that Jackie is not going to apologize. And, and I get, she's probably not going to apologize to Teresa, but I was impressed that when Joe showed up knowing that, you know, it's his niece, that it was an analogy. I get it. But that, you know, she just said, I'm sorry if that caused you any hurt. It was an analogy, but you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought that, I don't know. I just thought that was a very nice classy move to like, just make it like a smooth interaction between the two of them. And I love though, that Joe tried to be like, I think she was, Teresa was looking out for you. And then later goes, yeah, that's, that's stupid. That I know that's not true. <laughs> I laughed though, too. I was watching this with Kyle. Kyle loves watching New Jersey. I feel like most husbands, if they watch any franchise, they usually like New Jersey for the guys too, but he's watching. He's like, you know, I really hate it when people say, I'm sorry if I offended you because most of, most of the time they, you are offending someone if you have to say that. And it kind of took us back to the art of the apology. Um, yeah. By our favorite Gabby Aiden, Aiden. <laughs> by Gabby Aiden, but you just say you're sorry. No need to add the if I offended you or but I felt this way. That's why I did that. Like just say you're sorry or don't. I I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, I know they talked about it in Salt Lake, but I was listening to like a self help like podcast like a year ago. But I remember like they were talking about apologizing to people and why it's so hard. And they said, well a lot of people these days don't truly apologize. They say, I'm sorry, because they think it's like what they should be saying because they made someone upset. But what they're really trying to do is defend and justify their actions. And so in that case, it's not an apology. So don't start with, I'm sorry. Start with, I want to clarify, or I want to explain why I did the things I did. I don't know. I just thought it was like interesting. I'm like, I'll think about a housewife episode a lot of times when they say, I'm sorry, but you really upset me. And that was me retaliating back. It's like, okay, well, that's not an apology. That's actually a justification. So. Wow. Abby, not only are we giving you your <laughs> recap, we're also helping you in your own life on life advice, to, yeah. life advice on how to apologize. Uh, I also loved going back to Jennifer and again, I'm not I said early on, I'm team Jackie. It's not really that I'm team Jackie or team Teresa. I just think that I can't really be team Teresa in this one, because I think even though probably not the best idea to use an analogy of a 20 year old doing cocaine in a basement, Teresa really did feel this and start this out of nowhere. She did it at the worst place, you know, it was Evan's birthday and she kept talking about it. So, but it's not necessarily like I'm hundred percent Jackie. I love Jackie. I, I do understand why people are upset about it. But I will say, I love that Jennifer is kind of like not afraid to defend Teresa, even when she's not there. And I know like, you know, Jackie said that she's up Teresa's ass, but I was like, I actually think she's kind of being like a loyal friend. She's being a good friend. Like if someone was taught, like if there was a situation and someone was talking shit on you, and even if I didn't hundred percent agree with what you did, my loyalties to you, I would definitely defend you. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially if you knew I wasn't invited because of it, then I, and I can't speak for myself and my name's getting brought up. I, I thought it was a nice, a, a very like nice thing that Jennifer did. So I, um, I'm also really excited that we are going to see her get really drunk soon. Yes, we are going to see that really soon. And we're seeing more of Michelle, the realtor who we had heard rumblings before, um, the season started that she was going to be a friend of, or she was a maybe new housewife, but, 
I feel like so much of that drama between her and Joe was fabricated to an extent. Uh, although Joe Gorga gets so fired up, then that's when I like question myself. I'm like, maybe not. Cause he gets very angry. Again, it's giving something life. He, the big reaction. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be on the show at all. And I honestly wasn't that like impressed with her. I thought like maybe she would like, I mean, like how she was like, yeah, if it makes you feel better, I think the two guys need to have a conversation, but I was kind of like expecting more. I'm like, oh, maybe she's going to come out like being kind of like shady and then like bring Teresa over on her side. And we're going to, not that I'm like wanting families to fight, but like, we're going to have it back to Teresa that isn't defending her family and isn't there for you know, Joe and Melissa, and now they're in a feud again. But I felt like, I don't know. I'm like, what is this Michelle girl going to bring other than a fight between her husband and Joe? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be next week's episode and then she's kind of gone. Yeah. She's kind of a moot point. That, um, but that is Jersey for you. And before we dive into Dallas, we are going to take a quick little break to talk to you about the Fit Track Dara Smart Scale. You guys have heard us talk about the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. We have had it for three months now, and I just could not imagine not having it. I'm kind of addicted. I couldn't imagine going back to a regular scale. I think all the information and data that this scale provides just gives you more information. And honestly, I feel like it's like a healthier mindset too when it comes to just feeling physically stronger and healthier. All the different things we've mentioned it to you guys, you can track your bone mass, you can see your metabolic age, you can add as many family members. And for me, I can even include my little baby is part of the process to make sure she's properly gaining weight too. Which is so important. I think, uh, I used to like hold my babies and then like see what I weighed without them and try to figure it out. So it's nice that you can easily weigh infants. So if you would like your own smart scale, you can stop measuring weight and start measuring health with fit track, go to fittrack.com slash real moms to take 50% off your order and for a limited time, you'll save an additional 30% with the code BUILD30 at checkout. That's F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash real moms to save 50% plus get an additional 30% off your order with the code BUILD30 at checkout. Don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer. FitTrack.com slash real moms with code BUILD30 at checkout. Dallas. Oh, I continue to struggle. And my, I think the biggest thing that upsets me is I'm watching all of these women see a person from a marginalized group of people basically made to feel guilty for what another person said that was racist towards this marginalized group of people. And no one's defending her. Like I'm watching Brandy say to Tiffany, I'm uncomfortable around you. Cause I think you're judging me, which we talked about this. Like we've texted a lot. I wish Brandy would have said, I know I'm acting really strange around you. And I am so sorry. That is a hundred percent on me and has 0% to do with you. I am still going through a lot of stuff based on what I said. And I, I'm really upset and disappointed in myself because I caught like what I said was so terrible and I've caused so much hurt and pain to people. And you are part of the group of people that, you know, was on the receiving end. So I'm really sorry if I'm acting strange around you, but instead she made it where Tiffany, 
she was trying to make Tiffany almost feel guilty for Brandy saying racist things. And all the women just sat there and let it happen. Like no one stood up for Tiffany. No, I mean, I wish I'm not a mama D fan, but that's one time where I wish mama D was sitting there because I feel like she would have lit up a fire, all their asses. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's not. And you know, Tiffany even said this herself. It's not her job. She's Asian. She can't change that. She's proud of it. And it's not her job to make Brandy feel better about her actions and the words that she used. That's all on Brandy. Um, if you've read anything regarding like white fragility, I feel like this is like a prime example of it. It's it's like she's turning into the thought of being a racist is more wor- is much more worse than actually being racist and hurting someone else's feelings. Like it's it's very uh, convoluted, and I think Brandy needs to do some soul searching, and I can see why she may not be coming back. Yeah. I don't think we see Brandy on the reunion because I don't think she's going to face the music on the fact that I think a lot of the fans feel the same way. I mean, the amount of times I saw Tiffany's tweet about like, I am Asian. Yeah. Like you said, I can't change that. If you have a problem with it, that's on you. That was reposted, retweeted so many times. I think a lot of people are supporting Tiffany, which is awesome. But I think Brandy knows that she's going to have some questions about that. I also love that Mama D brought up an amazing point. And not trying to minimize what these other women are doing, but like Cameron, I I don't know if she's still selling, like, I think she had pink dog food or something for a while, but like a lot of these women are stay-at-home moms, which is absolutely a hundred percent a job. But Tiffany is a doctor during a pandemic who is having to, you know, like deal with people in an acute, before a serious surgery or in a very, you know, acute illness and like very sick she's doing all this. Like that is a very much a full-time job, a a job that's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And it's really hard to leave that job at at the hospital, you know, like it it carries with her into her home life. And she's obviously she's talking about, she's really struggling like with work-life balance. And then on top of this, she's trying to be friends with a new group of women who are making her feel uncomfortable because she's Asian. It's like, no one is really cutting her a break, but I'm glad that mama D brought up the fact that like her job is different than everyone else's. And she has way more stress and pressure than what the other women are dealing with. Oh yeah. It's not the same at all. And I kind of understand Tiffany's breaking point. I think she's trying so hard to fit in. She's not the best at throwing parties. Although I'll argue and say Kenya does a worse job, <laughs> but, but Tiffany, you know, not the best at throwing parties, but she's trying so hard to fit in. It's like anything she does, it's not right. She jumped in the water. She was triggered. She's like, fuck this shit. I'm getting out of here. And then of course, Carrie, instead of being like, Hey, what happened? Why were you so upset? It turns into, oh, I'm so upset. You should, it was really rude of you to leave and not say bye. I was like, what? Yeah. I just, I can't. I just feel, I'm like, why is no one seeing this? Um, also, can we talk about the fact that is this shaman also does hair extensions? <laughs> I mean, where do you find one of those? Like, how do you find a shaman who does hair and makeup? I would not trust Darren with my hair with those, what do you call them? Like wood chops? I don't know. I mean, he didn't the even know the words. Yeah. He didn't even know the words. Like he was doing his like, whoa, 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 whoa. And 
Deandra's like, oh, that was beautiful. What does it mean? And he had to look it up. I'm like, you're not really a shaman if you don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, that's Dallas. If you're not watching, you're not missing out on much. (laughs) Can we say one thing though? If you guys have been listening for a while, we got a to be continued. Why? Because there's not much to talk about. They're stretching it out. There's not much. I know. I'm like, Jesus, bravo. This is not a to be continued moment. I mean, they use it so freely anyway, but of all the times I was, I don't know. I just can't. They just really need to stop with the TV continued. It's my, this is my plea. It's my goal for 2021 to limit the amount of times the TBC is used on a franchise. Um, But moving on to Atlanta. So we have Drew and Kenya uh, finally, I guess, talking to each other about why they don't really get along. It was the oddest conversation and not even because they decided to get their dinner boxed up and eat it at home because they couldn't get along. But the fact that like Drew was singing while talking to her and doing like a vocal warm up before <laughs> Kenya even got there. That was so bizarre. It reminds me of Candace. We always have a singing housewife, someone who likes to sing. Like, I mean, I like I <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's very bizarre. But I I mean again, I'm enjoying Drew outside, even quirkiness, a little eccentric or whatever you want to call that. I'm enjoying as long as she's not attached to Ralph, I think she's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, she just has to, it's just without Ralph. I, her with Ralph is just terrible, but, um, so they were talking, I, I want to say, I do think it was shady. So they started talking about like really how Kenya and Drew got off on the wrong foot. I don't like the fact that I get, it was weird that Kenya was going to take, you know, a PJ and didn't want other people to know, but she texted Drew and said, please don't tell the other woman. And Drew said something like, I won't say a word. And then the second they're all together, she brings it up. I mean, she was just asking for there to be drama between the two of them. Oh, yeah. She saw her role in a reality TV. And she's like, hey, I haven't filmed many scenes in the beginning because she may or may have not had COVID. I don't know. Because remember the beginning of the season, Drew was never around. Yeah. yeah. Really? So she's like, I got to do something. So I'm not that loyal to Kenya. So I'm going to share it. (laughs) I guess it just, I was like, no, girl, you're kind of asking for it. Um, but then, so now Marlo decides to have a pumpkin patch party. And before we get to the pumpkin patch, the article releases that all of us saw about two housewives. And from the beginning, it was always two, that two women hooked up with the stripper. And I think we all know who leaked it. (laughs) Kenya Moore, just say you did it. (laughs) Just say you did it, Kenya. Yeah. What from what I've been reading online, she's her real good friend, B. Scott, might have been the one to release it. Um, because but she, she would have know. had to told that person. Well, she predicted so she's that. Definitely, she, yeah, she's definitely behind it. She said, I think it's an outside. You know, she's like, oh, I think it was an outside job. I think someone told somebody about it when we got back and they leaked it to the press, which I'm sure she maybe that's exactly what happened. And that's how she's going to say it wasn't her but she knew what she was doing. Um, and I just think it was funny that they were all kind of like TMZ, aren't those your people? And I, it also was convenient that Portia's GPS took her somewhere that was almost an hour and a half in the wrong direction. So she didn't have to talk to any of the women about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get Portia like to admit it was her? Cause she hasn't publicly. 
I mean, I feel like she'll do it in a very Portia fashion. Like I can totally see her just saying like, so what? Like just, I had a good time and just like leaving it at that. I think this, you know, the theme of the episode is if you make it a big deal, it's going to be a big deal. And if you kind of brush it off, then it's not. And I think if she just kind of has an attitude of like, yeah, so what? Because there's been so much speculation. Like we, the internet have done so much chatter and of assumptions and have already processed the fact that it could be and is Portia that by the time she actually says it, that there's not going to be like, she's not going to get much um, public backlash from it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, And so, I mean, I feel like this episode was kind of just like a filler, a filler episode. Uh, And, you know, obviously there's still more to come. We've got the wedding that, we know happens and it's just still, even in the moment to me, it was crazy that they had that big of a wedding, but in watching all of this, like, you know, you had Marlo wearing like a hazmat suit to go to Charleston. Like it is still just crazy to me that she actually moved forward with having a wedding for 200 people. And at the time we, okay. So do you remember, um, headlines that the cast and crew, the crew got COVID. So they yeah. stopped filming and then it was right around the wedding. And we didn't think we were going to see the wedding because they weren't there. There was like some sort of headline. I feel like I have to like dig back and look, but there was something regarding the wedding that I didn't think we were actually going to see it. Well, luckily that it happens. We get to see it all, but it just, to me, it's just, it's wild. I, I'm looking forward to it because I do think even though we saw quite a bit of it as far as like the fact that Giselle was there and Karen Huber was there and we know like Eva, like we know who was, who was there, but I'm sure there's more that happens behind the scenes. Um, and just kind of seeing more of the details of it. I'm looking forward to that, but I don't know. I just can't get over the fact that she actually still had the wedding for 200 plus people in October and the pandemic. In a pandemic and where, I mean, yes, we've made landslides and changes from October to now, but it was October. So yeah, not, um, very smart, but, and also not very smart is not getting a prenup when it's your third marriage. She said they hadn't done it yet. Are they, I mean, I want to know she things said are, a post-nup. Oh, she's, oh girl. I don't think that's smart. No, it's not. It's not smart. I, yeah, it's not smart. Even if you both have like down to the penny, the same amount of assets, it just, that's for me more reason just to do it. So it's like, okay, like, we'll just kind of like both of us will walk away with what we came with. If, if something happened, I don't know. I know. I mean, these are rich people problems. I think these, yes, these are rich people problems and but still, it doesn't. I mean, she. This is now her third marriage, and she was not happy with Peter and how that went down. You would, I would feel like the experience of a divorce would only reinforce why you would want to have. Yeah. Well, and why he's you been married before to too. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, who is our shout out this week? I'm giving the shout out to the working parent and the stay at home parent. I should parents in general <laughs> parenting during a pandemic. It's been nearly a year. We're all coming up very, very close to the one year where our lives fully changed and we're, we're locked down. I remember it like yesterday. I was actually looking back through my phone and looking at pictures of the first couple of days of when I was trying to work um, with Nia at home. It's been really rough. It hasn't been pretty, 
but you did it. You're doing it. And there, we are so close to what I hope is truly the end and back to some normalcy, but we didn't get through that or to the point where we are without tears, frustration, um, isolation, loneliness, anger, all the different feelings. So my shout out is to you working or stay at home parent. I tip my hat to you. You're doing amazing. Perfect. I completely agree. It's, uh, I mean, like you said, it's been really, really hard. I think more than anything, I mean, like I've worked from, I, you know, I'm used to working from home. Um, I was actually talking to someone today. I'm like, I don't like working from home. Like I, I'm not ready to go back to the office, like, but I'm ready for like a little bit more of a sense of like, it just being okay to do the things that we all took for granted. It, to me, it just still is so wild. Like I, I mean, this was really the point, like a year ago today, things started getting canceled. They canceled, um, the NCAA tournament, you know, just like, this was really when it all, it all happened. And I just was thinking about like, if you think back like a year and a week, you know, or like a year ago and two weeks ago, I mean, even though we were hearing about it, I had no idea. And I, if you would have told me this is what it was going to be like, I wouldn't have believed it. I remember having conversations with Kyle and he, I mean, I was more on the conservative side a little bit. I was like, no, it's, it's, I mean, not in the beginning, beginning, this is probably like May when I started to like let this sink in and thinking it, we wouldn't this may still be a thing in September, but yeah, I was supposed to go to Europe. I was actually planning a trip to Charleston and thought I was going to still be able to go. Like I definitely downplayed it and did not think this was going to be, um, one, take so many lives. Um, so if you know anyone or you've lost someone close to you, I mean, we, I get, we give you big hugs and lots of love for that. It's been a, it's been a tough year, but we are resilient as people, and I hope, if anything, after this pandemic, we are kinder to each other. We appreciate the little things more, and we give each other more grace. Yeah, I think if anything, yeah, it's definitely taught. This last year has taught all of us to yeah give each other grace. I mean, I even think about Zooms where like people's dogs bark and kids, you know, you see kids in the background or you know, like someone's in their kitchen and you see their husband getting a cup of coffee. Like I remember working from home and having to put my dog in the backyard because I didn't want the dog to bark while I was on a call with customers two years ago, because it would have been seen as unprofessional and rude. And now I think people are like, Oh, my dog does that too. Like there, it just seems like we're kind of a little bit more aware and a little bit more like forgiving of just like small little everyday things that people can't control. Um, but yeah, I think for anyone who has struggled with this, whether you've lost someone or this has amplified your anxiety or depression, um, because of just everything going on, you know, we are thinking about you. We know that this affected more than just the people who died and more than just the people who were diagnosed with it. There's just a lot of a lot of heavy stuff that went on. So, um, it feels really weird then to pivot and say, follow us on Instagram and all those things. Um, but hopefully this has been a good es- escape for everyone over the last year. It has been for us. So thank you for letting this be our escape. If you have enjoyed it, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and please be sure to follow us on Instagram at real moms of Bravo, and we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, 
your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.